start off just by asking you a question tonight. Name something, a, a character trait. Name a character trait uh, that you think would cause people to lose favor with God and with man. Right. Good. Deceit. Deceit. Good. Anybody else? Perverseness. Perverseness. Good. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. Excellent. Gossip. Hmm. Many others. We're going to move along here, but we're going to. And I, I like do I like how we at these times we do this because and I've mentioned this before. There's something different <clears throat> about you know Sunday Sunday morning sermon and and the sermon goes out and there's not opportunity uh, to inject, ask questions, comment. Well, these times are, are different, of course. And if you've been here Wednesday nights, you know that uh, because hearing each other say things. You kind of, not that you pay more attention, but coming from various ones, and we're all in this experience together, we can pick up on things. It gives us some thought process, some reasoning, food. So it's what we're doing tonight. Um, in asking you that question, and I believe that many people somehow have had this issue of not connecting Christianity with character traits. And they go hand in hand, absolutely. True Christianity. You hear me talk a lot about the world. You hear me talk a lot about society. You hear me talk about the church. Character traits, either good or bad, make up our society because it's involving people and how people are and how people act and what people do, how they treat other people. A lot of things, right? And there's a lot of character traits, a lot of them. We've done some negative ones here tonight. And the Bible is explicit in many places of one disassociating themselves with God per se because of their ill characters and there's a lot of reasons for ill characters found throughout the Bible the same thing has affected man since the beginning that still affects him now character traits haven't changed I believe the volume has changed I believe the velocity has changed. The intensity has changed because, again, by saying that, I weigh it with what's apparent and what we observe and what we see. Um, the uh, things that we have been talking about, and I bounced back to Romans 1 even Sunday, and we were on it uh, last week and, and even previously different, actually different times. Uh, and 
picking up. If you want to turn over there and look real quick, now we're not going to spend a lot of time there, but I want I want us to see as we begin in Romans chapter one, the latter part of it, because we went through uh, most of it here in the last couple of sessions. But I want to stress, uh, beginning with verse twenty nine of chapter one, and this is talking about. Uh, the characters of people, uh, ill character of people. That's what these particulars are. And I'm going to go through them real hastily here. We're not going to start breaking them down and identifying each individual one. I believe Brother Tanner might have been on this a while back. I can't remember if it was here or somewhere else. But we kind of got into a definition kind of thing. And really anybody ought to, kind of, ought to know what they are anyway. I mean, it's not hard to decipher what these particular things are. But keep in mind also that each one of them, as I said, I believe it was last week, each one of them is like a tree that has many branches. They're not singular and alone because they have different sproutings and different effects and different reaches and, and explicitly. Each and every one of them do. So let's read them real quick. It says, Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. That's a pretty good list, isn't it? That's a long list. Includes a lot of things, doesn't it? But keep in mind again, as I stress, it includes a whole lot more things than just all those that were listed. But what I want to bring about tonight, and this is something that kind of, kind of hit me as I was combing through this, is uh, that everything named here in in Paul's writing to Romans in chapter one that we just read, everything named actually stems from the lack of practicing one thing in life. Practicing. What's practicing? Putting into effect, putting into play. That's our mode, MO, that's our mode of operation. That's what we're deleting. We go through life and we live and we don't just go through the life like zombies because again, I've stressed this many times and I'm not trying to repeat what I've said multiple times, but we have effect on people. We don't go through life without having effect on people. We, we influence people multiple times every day. What we say, what we do, how we act, how we look, we influence and we, we affect people. We can't help from it. Now, keep in mind those particulars here in Romans 1. I mean, that's some pretty nasty stuff, right? Amen. But, and you can do this later and I urge you to do that because we don't have time to try to compare all of them with the subject this evening. But the lack of this one thing I want to talk about tonight is very much a root of all of those things and everything else associated with them. So what are we going to talk about? Uh, of, of those atrocious sins, and I, I'll refer to them as atrocious, they're the deep dark ones, of all of those, it's directly involved, the vacancy of this one thing is directly involved is what causes all these other things. And it's something many people never think about. 
they just pass on by and, and it's, it's something that meddles in the lives of so many people and I don't know if we can say they never know it because I think probably most if people would just stop long enough to examine themselves and really be truthful with themselves I believe they would be able to see things instead of just cruising on and doing what you do and living like you live and and we got to pay attention and the first one we got to pay attention to is old number one Amen. but what commonly it's always somebody else we're going to pay attention to bring ourselves back look in the mirror evaluate this person that's where it starts at okay maybe one okay what are you talking about what what is it that we're going to look at tonight um hey uh it being uh, last comment on all these particular things it, it and i'll refer to it as this the lack of this thing that we need so badly the lack of it is a breeding ground for all these other things and I, that term is because it reproduces sin does not live alone it reproduces it grows it expands it multiplies whether it be in an individual life or in a group or a society or a nation or a world and we're seeing listen to me we're seeing again in exponential proportions just again an explosion all these things that we just talked about plus a whole lot more are we not Again, lack of without specific thing and something that God really in His Word calls everybody to do. Got your curiosity up yet? Uh, either the lack of or possessing this character trait affects us as individuals it affects families it affects relationships it affects communities it affects nations just like I just said it affects the world and it has I'm going to give it to you here in just a minute because of the lack of this key element in character and I'm talking individual people having character. Due to the lack of it, the world suffers. And it always has, but increasingly so today. So what is it? Love. Love fits. Part of it. Good old-fashioned honesty really anybody ever think about the first thing God really asks of us and requires of us what is it be honest with him what do people do when they come to the Lord for salvation what's it be honest And we can look at it, we're going to look at it two ways. We're going to look at the lack of it. 
we're also going to look at the influence of having honesty and being honest and practicing honesty. And then how do we do that? Because us being humans and and nobody being perfect, well, what are we just satisfied with roaming through life uh, with dishonest character and, and causing this negative <coughs> influence? Are, are we not all subject to improving? And when we improve in this particular trait, honesty, what are we, if we're improving, then what are we becoming? More honest. And this is, this is a process of work. It's a process of self-discipline. And I, I think probably we could all, we wouldn't have to think very long and very far to think, uh-oh. Because observe, observing, we see extremes in our society today. It's like some things that, that used to just really be soul-shaking that you see people do are now almost acceptable in the realm of dishonesty or things that root from dishonesty. And try to keep this tied together now. Remember honest and dishonest because that's what makes all the difference in the outcome of whatever. Again, this being the root and the basis for really all other evils. Now, I'm going to give you some scriptures here. Uh, but let me tell you what honesty does to character first. What, what does it do? What do you think it does? And you, we hear this all the time. That's an honest person. It builds character. Builds character, but what, what's it do? How does it do that? If you're an honest person, if you're truly an honest person, then what qualities are you going to have? Godly, of course, but what, what makes up honest? Is it just a word? Oh, I'm honest. So, okay, the word's good enough. And that's how many people see it. I promise you there are people that go into churches every Sunday and sit on church pews that are not honest. Either they've never given thought of what it means or they're going to be contrary-wise. But the stress here is dishonesty invades the whole group, okay? Dishonesty affects everybody. Honesty affects everybody. If we can't be honest with ourselves, honest with God, and then honest with ourselves, first of all, then what else are we called to be? Who else are we called to be honest with? Each other. Amen. So what is that? How, would, how are we honest with each other? What do we do to be honest with each other? Tell the truth. Tell the truth. What's that incur? Go ahead. That's right. Reality. You got to get real. Gotta get real. Bottom line. I'm glad you said that. There's a lot of people that are not entering reality. They are not. More so, continually. More so, more so, more so. To the point that they actually think they're doing the right thing and they're just as wrong as they can be. Hmm. So, what's the importance? of honesty in a church setting. A group of believers, what's the importance of being honest? And I'm not just talking about speaking honest, I'm talking about living honest. What's the effect? 
Well, let's talk about the good first. What's the effect of being honest? If you're honest, can you count? If, if, if I say, okay, I'm honest, as an example, then can you count on what I'm telling you to be right and true and, and exact? But what if it's the other way? Can you then count on somebody? No, you no. can't. Uh-huh. We're still building a church, by the way. You see where we're going? Uh, when people are honest, um, of course they build character. But along with that, they also build strength. Because they see reality. And again, the first reality they got to see is right here. Well, what are, we, what are we looking for in ourselves? If we've got to look at ourselves first, then what are we looking for? If you're looking for honesty in yourself, what I'm asking this because this, this feedback is important. If we're looking for honesty in ourselves, then what are we looking for? The real us. The real us. We're looking for identifiers. If you're gonna, if you're going to examine anything, what are you examining? You're examining for identifiers of quality or character. What is really in there? Or what am I doing that is not honest? And it's okay, okay, well, what do I do that is honest? See, it, it's all works together. We gotta examine to identify whatever qualities it might be. And I don't think it's that difficult. Let me stop here and stress something. I said strength. It's a character of strength. Honesty is a character of strength. What does that mean? Don't look, I don't have much, but anyway. No, it's not. So what, what are we talking about when we're talking about strength as a character quality of honesty? What strength? Strength of influence? Strength of good? Strength of truth? Strength of power? Anybody else think of anything else? Reliable, responsible, dedicated. I'm gonna, this, this aspect right here of honesty, I'm going to guarantee you can identify with today if you ever get out and try to find anybody to work and help. Because it's almost null and void. Because there's no responsibility, there's no dedication, there's no commitment. I, I shouldn't say no. There's some, but it's diminishing. I remember my dad telling me when I first started just working as a kid, mowing yards, different things I did when I was a youngster, teenager. He'd say, whatever you do, you give them a good day's work. You're getting paid. You give them a good day's work. And that's all that mattered. You go give them a good day's work. Show up. you got to show up before you can give anybody a good day's work. Right away. 
sorry, that, that's a requirement before you get paid. Oh, really? You mean I don't get a check for doing nothing? Isn't that the attitude today? Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I just don't want to do nothing for it. That's not honest to start with. You see what's happening? You see what's happening to honesty? It's a serious, serious issue. It's a serious, serious problem because it affects everything. Anybody see any dishonest government lately? What does that do? We're talking power, are we not? We're talking extreme influence, are we not? I'm talking ah, government. What, what, when government's dishonest, what happens? No confidence. You lose confidence. You can't trust. Right? It's the same as a person. <coughs> Anybody else? Go ahead. Um, the uh, the strength of character, the of honesty, strength and character being uh, the attributes of honesty. What they do is is bring people to a place of giving devoted service to God and to others. If there's no honesty, you're never going to be successful in doing that. So is that not what we're here for? Is first of all, to give service to God and then to each other. <coughs> so what would be important factors in being able to do that? We're talking God first. And then right after that, one another. And then, of course, mankind. You've heard me talk about, and I've finished it on this a couple of times at least, reputation. Reputation has ingredients that create reputation. And we individually have reputation. That's how other people see us more than how we see ourselves, reputation. Well, what builds reputation? Honesty or lack of. You can have a good reputation or a bad reputation. I've said that before. But honesty is the core. A good reputation, the core of it is honesty. Honest integrity. Now, look at uh, Philippians. Chapter 4. Oh. Oh. This is pretty much true, but sometimes you can ask somebody, are you honest? I said, well, I don't lie. That's, that's good. But honesty is more than not lying. Right? Agree with that? Honesty is really how we live. An honest life, right? Or how we're supposed to. 
which involves more than just not lying. There's a lot of things that are associated with being honest. Dealings, our, our financial business, uh, relationships, on and on and on and on. And, and again, this, this particular thing may not be so much seen as much as it needs to be seen that it's so effective and has such an ability, whether it's dishonest or honest, to make the difference in our influence and effect upon other people. I'll get to the scripture in a minute. Honesty, I believe, you mentioned confidence. I believe that's what you said, wasn't it, Rick, earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Honesty allows us to have confidence in one another. And it's something that's got to be gained. It's not just thrown on you with a name tag. And when you begin to develop the ability to discern and pay attention and observe, uh, I guarantee you every one of us in here has had dealings with people that burned us. Dishonest people, right? <coughs> We've also had dealings with people who you could say, honest people, a lot of difference between the two, right? So what is it that an honest person brings into a relationship, into a family, into a church? What is it that honesty, what part does it play? quite a bit lately <laughs> comments it's a little I mean it's serious but I have to laugh too because it happens it's happened to me before before I ever started preaching and I'm sure it's happened to everybody uh, you know <laughs> how was it said uh, uh, you're off my toes and up on my feet man <laughs> uh, but that's that's how you identify that the word is working yeah. and we should all accept that, that it's working on me and that's not a bad thing. Uh, and then we, as we develop character, like Tanner said, I mean, character building is listening to the Word of God, applying it, and practicing it. That, that's character building, Christian character building. Honesty, the big main ingredient of that. Because without honesty, none of the rest of it matters. Because if honesty is not at work, what is? There's not a neutral ground. Mm -hmm. 
dishonesty. dishonesty in many forms. And now, dishonest can be an outright blatant lie. That's dishonest. We know that, don't we? But dishonesty can also be under the radar and under the rug, but still operational. You can lead people to believe one thing that's absolutely not the truth about yourself. There you go. I've lived that life for 50 years. It's a good point. But you're one of them that I have heard, and I appreciate this. Man, you worked me over. <laughs> you worked me over this morning, or Tanner. Man, you just. And, but you take it. I need a lot of And work. you receive it, and it's working. I, yeah. And I, you're being honest with yourself. I, I can tell you the other side. Uh, I had a friend that uh, talking about honesty. I could count on him for anything. Uh, but one of the biggest things was that he would come to me and he would line me out. And he was the only one in my life that I would allow to do that. Accountability. Because he was being honest. And if I was being honest with myself, yes, you are right. So what do we do about it? And we prayed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a great point, too. Somebody, you know, and, and many people take offense at this. You done trying to tell me what I'm, you know, that that's a mark of maturity. To be able to listen. Now, I'm not saying everybody's always right. There's some people that are critically in their error, they err in their criticism. But those that are truthful and honest and willing to help and wanting to help can identify things and applying properly. They can help build others' character by identifying and drawing people's attention to the negative things, especially this big one. I mean, with, with honesty being a foundational part or not just a part, it is the foundation of uh, relationships. You've heard me talk a lot to married folks lately. Through the years, we've, we've talked a lot. We've had sermons and teachings on marriage and what that means. Well, if, if you're dishonest in marriage, what do you got? You don't have much. But think about if you're honest. If you're honest in that love, if you're honest in that dedication, if you're honest with your responsibility to your spouse and to your children if you have them. You see the difference it makes? Amen. Well, broaden that out to a the bride of Christ. We're a part of the bride, right? Amen. We all make up the bride. If you're a Christian believer, you make up the bride of Christ. So honesty within the body is essential. Now, you know the old saying, one bad apple spoils the whole barrel. That's, I don't, it influences the whole barrel. It doesn't spoil it as far as the body of Christ, but it does make a difference. I've actually, in, in years, a few times, you know, we like to invite folks to church, right? We should. I've actually had people tell me, uh, I won't come because they go there. And how they are in church is not how they are out here in, in life. And it kind of shakes you, you know. Man, what? I mean, you're stalled out. At least with that individual. And, and what's sadder is they know what they're talking about. They're not just making up some fictitious something about they know 
I've actually had other family members <laughs> tell me that. And I'm talking kinfolk stuff. I'm not going because I know how they act and I know what they do. That's dishonest, right? Dishonesty hurts. Dishonesty absolutely affects things. And when we compare it with honesty and how things should be and, and the, the quality of honesty and everything else that goes along with that, I'm reluctant to even call it a trait because it is, again, the foundation. And on the other hand, dishonesty is the foundation for all kinds of other things that get tangled up in the process and cause so many issues and problems. Uh, here, let's read the, uh, the scriptures in, in uh, chapter 4. We're going to look down uh, chapter 4 in verse 8. Now, look at how this is structured. I can't remember... Uh, this was this in Sunday school a while back or something. This seemed like recently we've been on this. Maybe you was on it. Me and Tanner throw this around. Sometimes he forgets what I talked about. I forget what he's afraid we're gonna. I just quit being afraid and said, "Bring it on." Double dose don't hurt anybody. All right. Anyway, finally. Now, this, most importantly, what fine doesn't mean okay at the end of the road. Finally, it means most importantly, finally. Brethren, who's it talking to? The early church was referred to as brethren, congregation. Mm -hmm. Whatsoever things are true. Does true go with honesty? Yes. Absolutely. That is honesty. Whatsoever things, here it is, are, your Bible say honest? Mm -hmm. Amen. Big word. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. That's right. If it's not true, it can't be honest. And if it's not honest, it can't be just. Whatsoever things are pure. If things are not just, honest, and true, they're sure not pure. You see the, the preceding here? This looks like a lot of different things. This is all tied together. This, these are all connected. He goes on and he says, whatsoever things are lovely. Now here we go. What's lovely? It's a description. Lovely is a description. Description of what? These prior things, with four things we've talked about that making up this uh -huh. picturesque, yeah. if you will, of being lovely. What do you think of a bride? Lovely. Right? A bride strives to be lovely. Everything pure. Who? Satisfy who? The groom. Then the church should strive to be lovely to satisfy, guess who? Our groom. And these traits, character traits. Now look at this last one. Whatsoever things are of good report. Whatsoever things are of good report. You don't get a good report unless you've got these priors. Oh, you can make up one. You can make up your own report how good you are. Anybody can. It don't mean we are. Come on. That's something that we see so prevalent in our society today, this country today, 
Man, they will plaster them, the billboard of how good, and I'm telling you what, you don't have to look very long. Boy, I don't know where you got that from because you are dead wrong. I run from that nowadays. Good. I actually run from that. Good. But catch the scripture, though. Whatsoever things make up a good report. Who's making up a good report? Where do you get a good report from? You don't get it from yourself. Where do you get it from? Other people. Good report. The good report comes from what? The priors. The loveliness, the purity, the honesty, the truth. All, I know honesty is included, but it's a makeup of honesty. It's a makeup of spiritual honesty. Spiritual honesty. And it makes all the difference. Now, continue reading. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, that don't mean just, oh, okay, and toss it off. Think on these things. If you think on something, if you actually means medita- if you meditate on something, what does that do? You can get it in you. Gets it in you. Mm-hmm. Begins the process. When you think on these things, and I, this is this is good advice. Because mm-hmm. if we're not careful, we know what our minds do, don't we? Well, they'll go way yonder, and in a minute you'll think, "Where in the world did I get off on that track from?" You think on these things, all surrounding, I believe, honesty, being honest again with God, being honest with self. We can't ever be honest with other people until we're honest with God and we're honest with ourselves. Yeah. That's where it's got to start. Right. That's where it's got to stay. And when we arrive at that, this confidence, this trust, this uh, trustworthiness, What's that mean? Trustworthy. Huh? Worthy of trust. That's that's quite a title. I can count on you. Right. Not just sometimes, but all the time. All the time. Anytime I need. Trustworthy. You see the difference that makes, especially in a Christian community. part of honesty this is something that I picked up on and it's actually a quote this has to do with honesty and this is what it said no legacy can one leave behind them any greater than honesty wow you mean great fortune diamonds and rubies And I realize this was a human quote, but it carries a lot of weight. Think about it. What's a legacy? It's what you leave behind when you're no longer here. Or actually, you can leave it behind as you live this life, really. You're building your legacy every day, every second of every day. Right. Be it good or be it bad. 
But think of this one. No greater legacy can one leave behind them than being honest. Come on, right now. And, you know, in discussions that I've, I've had a lot of discussions as I'm on down the road on, on years, had a lot of conversations with people. But, you know, I don't really hear all that much about what that person had or the fortune they <coughs> built or the fame that they built. You know what I hear comments more about? People will say one or two things. That was a really honest guy. Or that dude wasn't worth a flip. You couldn't trust him. Nothing he told you or nothing he done. Now, which way is it? That's the things people remember. Legacy. What else is involved in legacy? What about children? Children are legacy too. Grandchildren are legacy. I've got legacy. You got legacy. What do we teach them? Whatever it takes to get it, do it. Stiff others before they stiff you. Cheat. Connive to get what you want. What is that? That's dishonesty, isn't it? But that's the world today. That's the world we live in. I'm going to tell you, sometimes honesty takes a beating. Being honest, you, you'll take a beating. But it's all worth it. Because in the end, you know you're right. You know you honored God. And I'll even add, please yourself. It's pleasing to know that you can go through a battle. And even though you took some licks and even though it hurt, Man, I'm going to tell you, whoo, the reward is awesome to know that you stood for honesty. Now, the uh, other little short quote was, honest people do not hide their deeds. What's a natural tendency when you're dishonest? Hide it. Go ahead and operate in it, but be sure and keep it hid. Keep it under the cover. Keep it, keep it under the radar. You know what that creates? More dishonesty. Comment, thought. This this is deep stuff, but it's necessary. Now, I'm not sure. I've often wondered, man, where's everybody at? <laughs> Lord, give me these. I'm telling you, I, it's, and I'm not saying anybody here. I, I I don't know anything about much anybody, but it's the word and and the the, the sermons and the teachings are. They're not just to be personally absorbed. They're to be conveyed to others that aren't here. You might be able to help somebody tomorrow because of what you've heard here tonight. And that's the wonderful thing about uh, God's Word and, and the, the, the messages that He gives. And I'm, I, nobody can convince me otherwise. This right here is hugely needed. And, and, and I'm going to shrink it way back to the church of today. 
You know, when, when in John, where Jesus went into the temple and, and they was in the temple and they were selling doves and, and stuff, what did he do? What did he tell them? Remember what he said? You made my house a den of thieves. My father's house is a house of prayer. You made it a den of thieves. What's thieves do? How do thieves operate? Dishonesty. Untruth. Lies. Deception. Everything we've given examples of here tonight and a lot more. What do you mean by that? You made it a den of thieves. Of course, he's talking about they had, uh, first thing, they had abused worship, proper worship. But I believe there was more implication. Something else Jesus was implying there. There's got to be honesty and loyalty and dedication to remain in the house of God for the glory of God. Otherwise, what are you making it? Get it? Comment? Continue in the scripture. Verse 9. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. What things? What did you just name up here? What we read in A. Exactly. Do. D-O. Do. How do you do them? First of all, you got to know what they're saying, and then you, again, you apply them and you begin to practice them. This, this, it's, it's, it's like building blocks. Just put them together. As Tanner said, connect the dots and go with it. When you apply the Word of God to yourself, there's a process that begins to take place. And that's the intent of it. Most kids, when they're old enough to know anything, they don't know what honesty means. They got to learn what honesty means. Most of the time, a kid, I think somebody might have said this here the other day. Again, I get tangled up in memory anymore. But, um, oh, yeah, it was you. It was in Sunday school. It said, ask the kid something. No, I didn't do it or whatever. They don't know what honesty is. They have to be taught what honesty is. We have to be taught what honesty is. And willing to receive it, accept it, let it work on us to further not, not our own reputation, but the reputation of the body. Because we all have influence and effect. The body has influence and effect as a whole. So that's the stressings in the Word. I'll give you another scripture here in just a minute. I think I, I finished that. Uh, and the God of peace shall be with you. Isn't that interesting? And the God of peace will be with you. Wait a minute. Do all these things and the God of peace will be with you? Did you catch that? Isn't that what we're looking for? That's what we're looking for, isn't it? But there's only one way to get it, right? Amen. 
these things. Wow. Did you know honesty has been linked to good health? Absolutely linked by medical science to good health. No wonder so many people on blood pressure medicine these days. <laughs> and I'm not knocking you if you're taking blood pressure medicine, but think about it. Honesty has been related to good health, peace, joy. But then dishonesty has also been related to some things. Stress. Even serious illnesses. Amen. Now that sounds far-fetched, but I'm not I'm talking medical science. That's interesting. It's hard to remember all the lies that you tell through life. You know, and you got every time you meet that person you lied to, you think, oh, now <laughs> There you go. That's that's you got, exactly. you got to keep this stuff going, and that is very that's yeah. stressful on everything in your body. There, there you go. That's perfect. That's perfect. And there's none of us sitting here that hadn't lied more than once. Mm. Don't raise your hand. I'll have you down here talking. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> we all have. But see, there, there's a perfecting process. The Bible explicitly says for the perfecting of the saints. Remember that? Maturity, learning, growing, improving. We might have once been something, but that don't mean we got to stay that something. We, we've all been dishonest. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Thank God we got Jesus. Amen. But there's a there's a road we take. And it's, it's one of decision. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's real simple. Honest people speak the truth. It's just it. Honest people speak the truth. And they're punctual about it. Not ashamed of telling some of the truth. Now, I know there's situations when you, you just kind of need to be a little bit careful about <laughs> You know, you don't spill the beans on folks. Be careful. There's a lot of beans can be spilled, right? Mm -hmm. But honesty is associated with the truth. Let's tell them the truth. Uh, so, another point on my mention of Jesus earlier. Now, these folks in the temple most evidently were all about money. They were selling doves, they were selling sheep, they were selling sacrifices. They were making money out of what? Deceitfulness. There's more to honesty than telling the truth. There's more to dishonesty than lying. You can lie in many ways. So I'm looking to see here. So, dealing, trading, selling, buying, can be dishonest as well. Business dealings can be dishonest. Or they can be honest. It's not all speaking out of the mouth. 
It involves action. Honest actions, dishonest actions. Honest living, dishonest living. I mentioned cheating, conniving, doing whatever's necessary to gain or get ahead. That's dishonesty just as much as lying is. Some people don't seem to associate that as such. There is a continuing, it, it's just, this has grown out of proportions. Uh, legally, it's termed as embezzlement. It's okay to steal from my employer. Or it's okay to crook things and connive to gain financial assets for myself. Th that's a growing thing in our society. By research. I mean, it's, it's just, and people justify it. They literally justify their dastardly doings. And it's that it's okay. And we've all seen the scenes this past summer of people breaking in stores and just stealing everything they could get. And, and it was all about people's rights, wasn't it? It wasn't about people's rights. It was about stealing what you could get. Uh, come on. And that, that's an extreme uh, example of that. But how many times did you hear that justified by the media? Uh-huh. Come on. They're just venting. They're just peacefully demonstrating. When you got fire and guns going off and communities being destroyed, that's not peaceful demonstrating. Amen. You see how things can be doctored up and made to look good when they're as wrong as they can be? That's just one example. People can do the same thing. They can justify their actions, their dishonesty, and try to make you think that they're the most honest person in the world. Paint a good picture. We're still building a church. Sometimes we build it in ways that people may not think. If you don't build the people up and get them right, church ain't going to mean much. Again, I've said this before. You can have a building. That don't mean you got a church. Hey, church. We're almost out of time. Okay. Uh, look at... Uh, a verse here. Uh, Romans 12, 17. Go back over to Romans. We'll be through here in just a minute. Romans chapter 12, verse 17. First says, recompense or repay no man evil for evil. You know, that's a temptation in itself, but look at the latter part of that verse. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. It goes back to reputation. It goes back to doing the right thing. Somebody's always watching. If you live in a small community, I guarantee you people are always watching. And your reputation as you build it and as you go along and how you build that reputation and what you say and what you do and all the other things that are associated with life people pay attention to. And when, as the scripture says, uh, speaking of honesty and presenting that or exampling it before all men there's a reason it says that because it makes a difference on how people see you and their reaction that your influence has upon them did I say too much there does that make sense what I just said makes a difference now um, one more scripture 
Acts chapter 6, verse 3. Good old book of Acts. We're going to go over here and finish up with this one where you might think, well, we should have started with this one. Acts chapter 6, verse 3. Now this has to do with the early church. The disciples have got so busy that they're trying to tend to prayer and trying to meditate and, and you know, study and all this and discuss among themselves. So they got to have somebody to help take care of church stuff specifically taking care of widows who in this day really had a tough hard time making it if their husband died then they were pretty much just destitute so this is what we find in this 6th chapter then the 12 called the multitude chapter verse 2 then the 12 called the multitude of disciples unto them and said it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables Wherefore, brethren, look, listen to this very carefully. There, wherefore, brethren, look you out among you seven men of, what does your Bible say? Honest, Honest report. Is that a qualifier? Amen. Full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. I'm going to tell you, if you don't have an honest report, you ain't going to be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen, come on. You done deceive yourself. You might act like it. That don't mean you is, morning. And wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Why? Why honest report? Let, this, let that settle in there. Why? Why is it necessary to have honest report? Who can count on them? Think about it. Who are they dealing with? Widows. What's the temptation? To be dishonest, right? Gain. Therefore, honesty is a qualifier. Same thing today. Maybe a different circumstance, maybe a different setting. Honesty is still a qualifier. In the ranks of Christianity, honesty is a qualifier. Now, this one's an extreme one, and they were very wise in doing so. Because a lot of bad things could have happened, which if somebody had been dishonest, and word always gets out, don't it? Nothing can ever be hidden totally. It will surface. What do you think that would do to the entire body if that were to happen? Every one of them is guilty. Can't trust that bunch. Look at what they've done. Not he, but they. Same way with the church. That's why it is necessary that honesty prevail. That honesty be sought, worked on, whittled, polished, shined. 
in order that we stay like we're supposed to be because when we're honest, everything else falls in line and falls in place. These other virtues are present, which empowers the influence, positive influence, for the whole body. About to close. Last comments, anybody? Word, word to Mark right now. Quickly, go ahead. That verse there, verse 3, <laughs> just been thinking about it. Just look at the verse, and I said, you know, this is the opposite of what we see in, in our leaders today in politics. And so I rearranged mm -hmm. a little bit, and so it's kind of like this is what the way the politicians are there. Wherefore, brethren, look at among you seven people that are completely dishonest, don't want to have nothing to do with the Holy Ghost, and don't have a lick of sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it well, seems like to me. It's measured by yeah. now. It, that's the measure. And it's funny, you, I mean, because that's the perfect verse for honesty, but when you, it's like they took that verse and they twisted it, and they were like, well, we want the opposite. We want people yeah. that don't want nothing to do with God, yeah. and don't have no sense, and are not honest. You can't be honest and be in this. You know, that's that's what we're dealing with mm -hmm. now. And so honesty, that's why it's so important for God's people to have honesty because it stands out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Great. You know, give you this. Be dishonest as hell and expect the preacher to give you a heavenly position in church. <laughs> and that that's happened. It happens all the time. Yes. It contaminates, right? Man, really? Amen. Are you kidding me? And I'm going to tell you, there's some people left here mad because they didn't get positions. I wasn't about to give them a position because of what was going on. I, I don't relate things. I don't relate to particulars. But I got enough wisdom and sense to know you don't put a pig. <laughs> I better be careful. There's probably people doing this today. You don't sleep with a pig. <laughs> uh, some people probably do. I guess. They do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the man I call my grandpa. If you give a give a man your word, you keep that word. Whatever you told him yeah. you do, you do. Unless there's really something that really keeps you from it, and you go explain it to him if there is. He said, don't, don't, let, don't just leave him hanging out there. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, but you see how that's changed in this day we're living in. It don't matter anymore. Uh, it, dishonesty has created absolutely, it's just catastrophic things. I mean, and, and that might sound like an exaggerated word, but societal it has. I mean, it's like the, everything's functioning on dishonesty now. And it's okay. The sadder thing is it's okay. That's just accepted. Deal with it. We are dealing with it. And we know. We know where it's all going to end up. But our part is to strive for honesty. Life of honesty. Honesty among each other. You know, there's a verse in, I think it's Colossians. Maybe 2.9, I think. It's somewhere in chapter 2. Lie not one to another. Mm -hmm. Expressly, Amen. explicitly, lie, don't lie to each other. Because it messes things up. It affects relationships. You can't trust each other if you're lying to each other, whether it's verbally or actions. 
Amen.